Alrighty, here we've got the preview for our Port Adelaide boys heading across to Marvel tomorrow for some goddamn reason uh, with everything going on. Still heading across to a lockdown state and playing a game of footy against St Kilda at an earlier time now of one fifteen hours in standard um, in the afternoon, uh, which is a bit of a bugger because I was very much looking forward to getting home after work and watching the game in the evening, but I won't be able to do that. I'll be working during it and probably losing my shit because there's a lot to... Well, this is a... It's turning into an interesting week and an interesting few weeks for Port Adelaide at the moment with all the injuries continuing to hit and um, suddenly St Kilda are good and we're worried and the whole world's turning upside fucking down. So this is going to be a fun preview, um, but we'll get into it. Uh, we'll just get into some news of the week. There's been plenty going on um, in the AFL world, the um, the world in general, um, and and yeah, and then we'll get to the preview of what is looking like a, a bit of a, a danger game possibly, but um, one we can... Certainly win as well, but uh, I'll talk about it and try to try to manage my nerves as we get through to this. So, well, we might as well start talking about some what's been going on this week. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, calm down. Yeah, so everybody's fucking panicking this week uh, for multiple reasons. Um, well, obviously. Um, I guess it's probably the first news of the week, really, um, with everything going on. Um, sorry, other video starting to play in the background. I should mute that channel. Um, we uh, we've had, um, you know, the, obviously the COVID situation is quite serious, and we do th- are feeling for everyone um, that is, whether it be in lockdown states, uh, like um, yeah, in New South Wales, certainly in the week three of lockdown, I think. Um, yeah, and yeah, certainly thinking of all our Port Fam over there and everyone else, obviously, but um, particularly those who. Um, yeah, the Port Vam is who we're who we're um a part of in uh, in this this little venture. So yeah, everyone there and Victoria is obviously entering a quick little lockdown, which will hopefully be that'll all be. But um, then you know the rest of the country is on edge um with this Delta variant going around and all those things. So it is um it is a worry and a concern, and there are people very sick with it and all that stuff. So we do um, feel for them. But then um as it pertains to the AFL, it's certainly making a hell of a job for everyone um in the AFL and uh and the fans as well having to um you know, as as Gil said last year, um he said stay we're well, gonna have to stay agile and it's certainly become the case uh, the last really the last month, probably the last two months really the AFL season we've been really starting to deal with this and he's uh last l- the last month in particular in the last couple of weeks even more so um we're really having to it's just amazing, really, and I was thinking about this the the other day, just how normal it is for us now to just be like, oh, where's the game going to be played this week? Oh, oh, there's an outbreak here. I guess we're going to have to consider that fucking the Sydney Derby is going to be in in fucking Ballarat, and and you know the other day or yesterday maybe even you know there was the consideration that Port versus St Kilda is going to be played in Perth, and it was just like not even a surprise to think about that anymore. And it's just amazing how we've gotten to this point. Um, that this is just how we roll now with the AFL and the current current system, and it's not even. Um, and I've said this before. It's not even that it's the AFL dictating this. It's um, various state governments and their differing um, uh, strict uh, strict rules, or you know, variations of strictness of of rules um, as to how they allow teams to come in and out, um, and how much um, leniency they give to those teams in comparison to, um, you know, the regular regular Joe that goes in and out of states, because, you know, there is certain exemptions that AFL teams get that um, the rest of us don't, but it's also the fact that that is actually their, their job, and um, certainly if we, um, you know, other people have jobs that require them to go um, from state to state, um, those things, those exemptions are given at times too, but, um, it is still, um, 
it's a little bit funny to deal with, and it's certainly one that I'm not exactly sure of. <laughs> it's just an interesting test case, I guess, and I think this is what the AFL and uh, whether this is what the AFL as well as um, the state governments are looking at is um, can this Port Adelaide St Kilda game, it, it seems like it's a test case as to flying a team in and out of lockdown state and seeing how um, kind of biosecure that, you know, game and the getting them in and out can be. Um, so, look, it's going ahead at Marvel. That's great, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> and from a Port Adelaide standpoint, probably riffing St Kilda away from home would have been a nice little thing. But, you know, that's Port Port having to deal with plenty too. And hopefully hopefully the in and out on the day worked well for us a few times last year and hopefully it can um, steal the boys again tomorrow because we're certainly going to need it. But, um, yeah, in the wider context, context of the league, it looks like, um, you know, the Sydney teams, uh, I think um, Gillen said something, what did he say yesterday, that... Uh, there's an accept acceptance that the Sydney teams have now had to take that they they'll be away for the rest of the season. Um, you know this this outbreak in Sydney is quite serious. It's not quite at the point, well, it's not at the point nearly as Victoria was last year for a while there. But it's it's on that precipice it feels, and and I think that's what they're trying to avoid, obviously. Um, but they're you know bouncing between the eighty to you know a bit over a hundred cases a day at the moment it seems, and. That is a worry, and there's a few people pretty sick with it, and um, so yeah, it's, it seems that Sydney is um, and New South Wales as a whole is taking the you know we had Victoria being that state last year that was just like you know red you know hot zone for it, and um, you know Sydney and New South Wales, um, Sydney in particular, um, is has kind of taken that role this year and um, has suddenly had to see their teams um, you know head on the move, and now they're starting to talk about forgetting families there and all that stuff, so. Um, there's a lot of lot of stuff, you know, outside of the AFL stuff that we and then it's and that's what we've always got to remember is um beyond what we, we what we think about with the AFL and our uh, hopes and dreams for where our team's going to be playing and all the things that affect us in that way as being fans. There is also a lot of um this actual situation is um an unfortunate serious one that um, we do have to um you know keep in mind um, our thoughts to those people and, and be sensitive to that, the, the people that are actually dealing with some real hardship, whether it be um, health-wise with uh, with the virus or, you know, other things people are dealing with, the hardship hardships of the impacts of those things on whether business and work and family and and all those things, mental health, all those things. So, um, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot there going on there. And, um, yeah, but particularly with the AFL and with us, you know, we've seen a game time change again and, and it's just something we're just having to deal with and we just could roll through it and hope that maybe, you know, this year was a started off with the, the thought that maybe this year would be nice, you know, progressing into normality again. And it seems to be the longer the season goes on, the more uh, crazy and back to a um, real COVID season it gets. So, uh, you know, maybe 2022 will be a bit more normal. Who knows? We're knock on wood. Hey, do that every podcast. But um yeah, it's um, been a w- another wild week, I guess, as far as um, both the COVID stuff goes and how it's affected the AFL. And it's just, um, as as they keep saying, we're just going to stay agile and that's what we're doing as fans. So, yeah, um, but with the whole that in mind, um, it is amazing after all this and all the... And we know that um, players are given um, MOs and kind of information to work with about how to speak about things um they're not you know they're, they're not just left to their own devices they do get told um that there is a whether it's a party line that you you agree with or not you are you are meant to kind of you know you're working for a you're working for a company and um as all employees of any place um or, or of any company you know whatever have to deal with um 
AFL players have to, you know, put up a certain, and even more so than uh, the regular Joes like us, uh, their AFL players are public public figures, and there is a certain responsibility that comes with that. Um, and <laughs> and uh, but you, they're also given the tools to work to make sure that they uh, understand those um, those obligations and and can work within those constraints. And um, and it's not like it's constraining as far as your freedom goes or anything like that. It's just you know you just yeah <laughs> don't say stupid shit um, is really a good way of putting it. Um, then you get, um, with all this COVID stuff going on and it's a very sense, and this is what's ridiculous is the timing of what this coming out. But, um, Jaden Stevenson, um, decided to just have a little Q and A on the old Instagram stories, which, um, usually I'd assume is pretty harmless. Maybe. I don't know. I don't see too many players. I don't keep an eye on how many, too many players doing that kind of stuff, but maybe it's because I haven't, there's, it's mostly harmless that I haven't seen too much of it, but, um, Jaden Stevenson decided to field a question about, and it wasn't even about co- it was like it was about COVID vaccines, but he decided to say something that you know, well, I, you know, this is just my opinion, but you know, COVID, oh, I don't think it would be a big deal if the if the media it wouldn't be so big if the media hadn't made a big deal about it, and it's just like, where have you been the last eighteen months? Like. This thing is real. Um, it has killed a lot of people. Um, a few million, just in case you're not aware, Jaden. Um, you don't. And uh, it's the media. I There's a lot of things the media sensationalizes it does wrong, whether it be in sports or politics or anything. But um, there's the cold hard facts of COVID are there um, if, they, if he wants to see them. But I don't know if he's... I don't know if Jaden Stevenson's on parlor or something and getting some alt facts out there, but um, it's it's amazing that um, with all the things that the AFL is doing to try and you know get the optics right and clubs are doing and there's a lot of messaging from clubs and certainly the players have been given the messaging that it, it, he still just goes on down this route and it, and it obviously shows that he probably spends some of his personal time reading some things that are probably. Um, well, alternate facts, and and you can take make of that what you will. But um, it's amazing to just think that oh, this thing that's killed four million odd people um, wouldn't be so big if the media had made a big deal about it. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, no, I guess yeah, it's it's all the media, you know. If the media hadn't been writing about Hitler all the time, it wouldn't it wouldn't be such a big deal, you know. You know, invades Poland, heads around the Maginot Line, gets through France, decides to go to. Decides to go to the um, Russia. Maybe the media should have made a big deal about it and to stop Hitler doing that because that was a bad idea. Um, but you know, it, we we just don't care about Hitler if the media don't make such a big deal about it. It's, like, it's just ridiculous. Now, obviously, <laughs> World War Two and COVID are two very different things, but it's it's just it's just ridiculous to think that this thing that is very it, Hitler was there and all these things were happening and COVID is there and all these things are happening. The media doesn't change that, so. It's just ridiculous, and um, yeah, it's it's disappointing to see that. And obviously, James Stevenson's a young man still in the finding his way in the AFL, and he's done the standard response after all that, and deleted the video, and done the "I will educate myself" completely. It's very much written for him kind of thing, but you know, hey, that's what he's got to do um, if he wants to turn turn around that kind of public perception because I think you'll find um I mean you got those people on that on Twitter are saying, Oh, that's just his opinion and shouldn't and by the way, for the freedom of speech people out there, 
people giving him shit and telling him he's an idiot and him having to apologize on behalf of his club doesn't infringe on his freedom of speech. It's amazing the amount of people out there that um, reply and say, oh, his is freedom of speech is not a thing anymore. It's like, yeah, it is. He's not, he's not getting any criminal charges. He's fine. He's free to say what he wants. He's just not free from the consequences. You idiots. Um, it's amazing. I used to study history in college and did a lot of work with in uh, my main thesis stuff was about um, dictatorships and totalitarianism and all those things. And it's amazing that people don't understand the difference between um, just consequences from employers <laughs> for saying something stupid when you're uh, representing them and uh, and and actual like the people that were dragged away for just you you know dragged away and killed for just believing in democracy. There is a very very big difference between uh, those ideas of freedom of speech and the people that think that Jaden Stevenson just having to apologise for saying something stupid um, is somehow an infringement on freedom of speech. Is well, you you guys you and you guys and Jaden can get together and talk about your little conspiracy theories. Then that's fine. But um, let the real world get along and try to move forward and not have you guys fuck it up. Anyway, that's um, that's the main bit of news probably this week that really um, did my head in, which you probably got the impression of from um, me talking about it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll get to the preview in a second. Um, just one more thing. Um, I managed to get myself uh, all the creed... Um, Managed to get itself on the radar of a random um, Crows podcast, which is kind of weird. Apparently, they don't. They took offence to well, not they. They they, they just kind of did snarky responses to me mentioning the Crom a couple of times, which, like, I just mentioned it because it's a thing at the moment. I guess you know people like I see it all the time. My fucking brother's got a Crom beanie. He's a Crows fan. Like he's got a beanie. I was giving him shit about it the other day. I love my brother. Um, he was one of my groomsmen at a wedding. It doesn't mean I'm not going to give him shit about it, but. I don't know, they saw me, they went back, uh, I don't know, 10.30 on Sunday night, decided to randomly retweet a couple of our tweets and um, obviously got their little minions um, to get on into the responses, which was, that's fine. Like, I've had death threats for things I've said before, so a few um, random uh, crumb fans having a crack doesn't bother me too much. But uh, just really weird. Um because, you know, one of them got really serious about the charitable donations and how I should do something with my shitty platform. I'm like, man, it's a fucking fan podcast. You know, I, we do have plans for doing something like that in the future, but we just, we're not at that point yet. And I fully respect the, the charitable donations. That's great. That is a good thing they do. But they're also a fan podcast and they do, they give shit to Port all the time. Half their personality seems to be hanging shit on Port, which is kind of weird in itself. Um, but, you know, that's that's what they do. That's fine. They're a fan. They can't. You, you, they can do charitable donations, but if they're going to be a fan podcast, a fan thing that's going to be doing banter as well, then that's what happens. Both sides do banter. Super weird, anyway. But um, yeah, and then they responded to a tweet like three days later after and a real zinger about um about um trolls or something. I don't know. They were just being weird. Um, so that was that was weird. Um, so you know. Crows fans just being Crows fans, you know, um, not just existing in a different realm of reality and and uh, and social social graces, I guess. So, yeah, that's them. But um, I guess we're that's we're weirdly on their radar now, I guess, because probably every time I say Crom, it's just like a a Crows fan gets his gets his um, you know wings or whatever. I don't know. 
and uh, start start um, tweeting. So um, super weird, um, but uh, a, a mild, amusing part of the week. Um, so that's about the news of the week for us. Um, a lot of COVID, um, a lot of idiots, and um, yeah, both in Curry's podcasting and and uh, Jaden Stevenson. So yeah, a wild week. But um, we got a game to get to about previews, uh, previewing. So might as well get to that in a sec. I'm just gonna crack this beer and um, I'm gonna need the beer to talk about the preview for this game because I'm a little nervous, just a little nervous. Alrighty, so I'm having a bit of a sip of my. Uh, pirate life out of my port pint glass here and just just trying to get my th- head around um this game we got coming up because um fucking hell, I mean we'll talk we'll talk about Saint Kilda first before we get to uh get to get to port um for Saint Kilda um they're going in with an unchanged lineup which is super dope for them congrats jealous that's fun how what it's it like to go in with an unchanged lineup and no injuries I wouldn't fucking know. Um, so good for you, St. Kilda. Um, fuck you. And um, But yeah, so, you know, no changes. That's cool. Um, they're humming along nicely at the moment all of a sudden, which is wild considering only a few weeks ago, or was it a month ago, that they fucking let that lanky fuck Riley Thilthorpe like, win a game over him and then they and just completely shit the bed and not play footy for about an hour and a half. Um, and then since then, they suddenly fucking figured out how to play footy. And then last week, they even fucking closed out a game. Um by like absolutely demolishing the Brisbane Lions of all teams in the last quarter. Now, like Brisbane lost Hipwood last week. There's probably a lot of things going on there. Um, but still, St. Kilda had to win the game. And like certainly Brisbane would have, you know, as one of the team contending in the place that they are currently, you'd expect um, the loss of Hipwood uh, at the start of the game wouldn't be... Uh, they'd still be able to overcome that. And to be fair, their scoring shots, they probably should have been able to... They were similarly... The St. Kilda more clinical and cleaner with the footy, and it was just amazing to watch. I didn't watch the whole game, but watched the, I was watching a fair bit of it and just couldn't believe what I was seeing out of a team that I'd watched only a few weeks before um, forget how to play footy for an hour and a half. So um, an incredible couple of weeks and kind of um, bounce back from a team um, that had gone through that. You know, they've... Uh, you know, since then they've beaten. You know, they beat Richmond, <laughs> that horrible performance from Richmond, and then they beat Collingwood. Um, again, Collingwood was a game that they they were up by fucking forty points, and then somehow almost let Collingwood come back and get them. And just they 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 thankfully got themselves far enough ahead, unlike this <laughs> that Adelaide game that they had. They were able to hold on late, but then um, beyond that, then the next week they come out and really dominate Brisbane for a big win that's got them right back in the hunt. You know, they're eight and eight. And uh, the road back into the top eight is there. And, and for a team that a lot of people after that um, Adelaide collapse, uh, we're almost putting a line through St. Kilda at that point, just thinking this is a team that just, when you see that kind of performance, you just can't imagine how they're going to get through that. But, you know, the last few weeks, they've really shown what they can do. Um, that ruck tandem is humming. Uh, it's amazing. Um, it's Unfortunate for us as poor fans watching a guy so beloved. And I look, I'm happy for Paddy Ryder. He's he's really having a strong uh, part at late career. And, you know, um, list management stuff and all that stuff that was going on at the time. And Port certainly haven't done badly out of since moving on Paddy Ryder. But it's just, it just sucks when you see a, a tandem as strong as Marshall and Ryder. And, and uh, we're just not quite there as far as the, that ruck tandem goes. And, you know, you just love to see old Unk um, out there. Um, playing footy still for us in the port because he, he certainly was a beloved figure and um, I think he loved playing for Port Adelaide as well. So 
Um, but yeah, beyond that, you know, it's just a really strong. Um, the fact they've got guys back now, and um, you know, Zach Jones is back. You know, Crouch is actually, he's finally starting to find a bit of the footy in the way that they need him to. Um, Luke Dunstan has come back in halfway through the year after being out, and he's just he's just he just gets the ball. Um, he's probably averaging. I don't know where he's averaging, but you know, twenty four, twenty five disposals a game, and just really in and amongst it, and um, seems to have just come in at the right time, and um, just added that ball gathering ability to into the into the midfield to kind of strengthen it. And um, yeah, beyond that, they're just um, you know there is issues there, and you know Max King was maligned a few weeks ago unfairly um, for a young man, um, young big still getting his game together, but um, certainly got a, a absolute bucket load of talent in that um fucking 10 foot tall body of his and um you know he he, um, certainly found him kicked his way into some form last week with um a big first half and and a big play and a a big part of that win against um brisbane last week so you know this is just a team that's just finding it's um a real rhythm at the moment and presents an a, a real clear and present danger for us um uh uh, for our, our side at the moment who are in a completely different place unfortunately and um you know the late fade late fade outs late fade outs for St Kilda um have were an issue but you know last week was a real positive sign for them into where they're going um you know so it, there's a lot of things to worry about this week and fuck I'm just there's just the nerves I'm look I'm just nervous. Um, so fuck. We, look, St Kilda. They look good. They're unchanged and all that stuff. And well, I'm worried. And we might as well. I'm just going to take a quick break for a little bit more beer here. And um, and uh, we'll get to uh, get to talking about our Port Adelaide boys and what the fuck's going on there. Alrighty. Um. So Port Adelaide. Um. Unlike St Kilda, who went in unchanged. Did you hear? Um. We are going in with a, just a bunch of changes as per usual every week. It's um, this guy's injured, that guy's injured. You get an injury, everyone gets an injury. Um, I'm being, I'm just look. I, I deal with I deal with trauma by trying to laugh my way through it. So, um, but yeah, what we've got going on here. So Butters, um, ever as everyone remember, jarred his knee in the game against his comeback game against Melbourne last week. And uh, look, what a weird week for Butters, by the way. Um, you know, it's you know the tragic um, kind of news that he's going to be out for a month, and then you know later in the week it's like, oh fuck, he's probably going to could be back next week. So that is actually some good injury news on our front because we're not getting a whole lot of it lately. Um, but uh, and then we got the. You know, it kind of felt like um, they were setting us up for the fall because um, then, you know, the Butters news comes out and then like a day later, it's like, oh, hey, look at this. this. Here's some video of Robbie Gray running and then Orazio Fantasia's coming along well too. So, you know, guys, like, look at this. It's all going to come good. But um, just just like remember this when we release our team tomorrow because, uh, by the way, Motlop's got a syndesmosis injury and uh, just we just – Thought we'd better let you know he's going to be out. He's having surgery. He's probably going to be out for a month. And now Connor Rosie's uh, knee's a bit banged up, and he's going to need to miss a week as well. And ah, oh, fuck, we're going to drop Glory as well because um, I don't know. So yeah, it felt like we were getting set up with all this good news to just drop that bomb on us um, this week. And uh, I'm sure certainly some people um, look. I'm not going to get into the Riley Bonner, um, you know, pile on because um, he's coming into the side, and I hope he does the job. So. Uh, but yeah, Bonner's into the side and uh, Pete Laddams is in as well as Boyd Woodcock. So, oh, fuck. Um, you know, it's not even the, the Raleigh Bonnet. Like, I hope, you know, he does need to start taking his opportunities because he has burned the ball a lot. But um, to be fair, um, after watching the Melbourne game last week, 
uh, there's a few players out there that are burning the ball a bit, and um, he, you know, Riley Bonner won't be the only one that will need to be a bit silkier this week. And um, but he certainly he gets a shitload of the ball in the sample, and um, not that I've watched um, a whole bunch of sample this year, but um, he's he's doing something that's getting him into the side, um, and I I genuinely really hope he um, has a great game tomorrow and, and can be part of a win that we sorely sorely need. Um, and then Laddam's coming in, obviously. I think that's, um, as I talked about, the ruck tandem for St. Kilda. I want to talk about them a few minutes back. Uh, we're going to need uh, two solid rucks tomorrow. We can't, and we can't just keep, we can't keep assisting with, um, you know, Charlie Dixon's getting banged the fuck up lately. And um, we need him down, down forward kicking goals, particularly when our forward line is basically just tools now. Um, so, <laughs> um, so we're going to need Laddam's to take shoulder a fair bit of the load and, and work with, Work in tandem with Scooter tomorrow and um, try to try to um, at least make that battle tough because it's going to be it's going to be one that that's going to um, require there's going to be we're going to lose out at times but um, having two solid rucks in there will at least give us a, a fair share of wins hopefully as well as um, our midfield hopefully um, taking a few things in from their experience with um, Ryder and hope, hopefully picking a few off as well um, it's pity we don't have Robbie out there to pick a few off as well but um, yeah. And uh, uh, Woodcock coming back in, obviously um, he's going to come in certainly to try and provide uh, provide a bit of um, spark as a as a small forward with one of the only ones we've got left. Um, so and yeah, it's um, shit. It, it's it's rough looking at that forward line and realizing just how many are missing. You know, it's it's they've got um, I don't know how Amon's going to line up on the weekend, but they've certainly got him lining up across half forward in the in the in the team listing, and it's and it's incredible thinking that's where we're at with um. And, you know, Bergman and Pal Pepper down there now as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see Bergman. We're really hoping um, by the end of this year he gets his rising star norm that we, we keep talking about him deserving. And uh, it'll be great to see him um, pop, pop up with a couple of goals and just make an impact down there, which he certainly is. Every game Bergman plays, he's getting more and more, um, you know, you can just see him more and more, the belief building in him that he, he truly belongs at the level. And we, we all know he does. And, He's going incredibly well, and um, um, just it, yeah, it'll be really great to see him have a. Perform- We're going to need a big performance out of a few guys, and tomorrow um, it would certainly be cool to see Bergman get a, a rising star nomination style, uh, a rising star nomination um, level performance um, in on on the way to a win. It would be great, um, but yeah, it's, she's a she's a side that is sorely sorely banged up at the moment, and um, you know. It's amazing to think. I think I saw someone tweet or Instagram something like that today that uh, we we're looking at possibly the first game since the d- trio of Dersma Butters and Rosie were drafted that not, none of them are participating. Obviously, Dersma Dersma I think is getting another another week in the uh, another week in the resies. I think he might have been named as a he's named in the emergencies, um, which is. Alongside uh, uh, Cleary uh, is in the emergencies, Dersma, Garner, and Jed McKenty, who was there, of course, joined us in the mid-season draft from Sturt. Um, so, you know, interesting to see who gets named in the um, on the, as a medical sub. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually been named yet in Ken's presser today, so I apologise if I've missed that one. But, um, yeah, it's um, be interesting to see which one is named. Uh, but, yeah, it's, um, it's, ama- it's just really... She's a. It's going to be a tough grind at battle tomorrow. Um, I think you know some of the things that you know we really got. There's moments last week. You know we were we were kind of resisting the tide of Melbourne at times, and they just got over the top of top of us at times. Just just some incredibly clean movement and hand skills. And you know it's not like um, 
not uh, putting down St. Kitt or anything like that, but the, some of the silky movement between Petrarca and the likes of Petrarca and Oliver, um, they just don't quite have those kind of skilled movers at St. Kilda. You know, Zach Jones and, um, you know, Brent Crouch and all that, those kind of likes are, are good and, and, and they're actually got a pretty good midfield humming there at the moment, but they're not at that level. And um, if we can just get a bit more control and, and not allow that um, kind of, Kind of cut and thrust that Melbourne um, really hurt us with a little bit last week. Um, certainly, I can't imagine them piling on. Like St Kilda won't pile on, I believe, like um, Melbourne did to us last week. But I can imagine it being a bit more of a grinded out, tough battle. And um, certainly with our injuries, um, we're going to have to find a way to... Um, yeah, the forward entries have got to be a lot better. And it'll be interesting to see how we do that, considering the injuries and, and how much is changing structurally down there to just for this game to try and just try and make something work. Um, defensively, I'm you know as long as we keep a lead down in defence rather than try what we did last week as as a wild gamble, um, you know I'm always I'm always pretty comfortable with our defence. Um, it's just when we, it's really what happens in the middle that um, worries me with the defence a little bit because that's what we get hurt with so much is um, when a team can get through us so easily and so quickly and swiftly that it doesn't give the defence time to set up and um, you know you get those ones like the Petrarca uh, marking over the back of the. Marking over is, um, run, you know, running towards goal and 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 that kind of stuff. So, um, we got to just yeah have a bit more control in the middle and not not allow that kind of movement to happen. And then um, the defense can do its job. Um, so yeah, look, I am worried about this game. It, it, and you know, I keep saying be the flat track bully, but I don't even know if that counts this week with how many people have got injured. Um, you know we are we are a great side, and there's a lot of our, our great players are still in there, but we're missing so many of those great ones as well. And it's just um it's just a worry, you know. And you got guys like Boke who um Boke is missing training here and there with um, managing you know some hamstring issues and whatnot. So you've got guys that are out there that are playing bang. You know Dan Houston's just one stinger on the shoulder away from being subbed off. It seems at times too, which is not again. That's this is not a knock on him. I really I'm really glad that these guys are able to. Um, play and play to a pretty high level as well, considering the things that they're carrying. But um, yeah, she she's going to be. About, I just and hopefully I'm worried about nothing and we can come out and win by forty points. But um, there's a part of me that thinks we could. It's um, this game is a danger game. Um, with our injuries, with the form St Kilda is in, and they're really humming along, and they've got nothing to you know. They've got nothing to lose coming into this this one. This is another one of those games that they're not ex- not expected to win. Although I think there's probably a little bit more expectation on them now with the the impressive wins they've had in the last couple of weeks. Um, but you know, the, the still Port Adelaide are, are expected to win this one simply by virtue of their ladder position and the fact that we have been beating a lot of these uh, the bottom teams um, comfortably um, in direct contrast with our, our fortunes against the top four. So. Um, there is there St Kilda is just expected to probably um, come out and fight and um, and but the, the the carrot for them is that they can the confidence they've built in the last few weeks can could lead them to a big another upset win for them and that's the kind of thing we have to battle against too. Um, on the flip side, we're having to do the fly in fly out um, on the day game time change all that stuff that we did last year. Um, maybe there's something in that for us to to build on and and kind of galvanise and. And certainly, when you've got that much outside talk of the the injuries and stuff like that, the guys that are actually going going to go out there and play are going to want to prove a point as well. So, I do hope they kind of you know manifest this uncertain energy of the last week or so um, in a positive way and and go out there to prove some people wrong. Um, that's what we want, and this is certainly the Port Adelaide team that is capable of that. And 
and I really hope that's what we see. So, um, look, I'm expecting a little bit of a close game. I'm just going to throw it out there and say 18 points. Um, hopefully we, we win by 18 points. Um, I am nervous, though. Um, it's a danger game, and um, probably the most nervous I've been about playing a team <laughs> outside of the top eight for a while. So, um, it's not to say the season can't go on and be successful if, um, regardless of what happens in this game, but it's certainly... Um, ladder position is going to be real important. Um, at the moment, I'm just checking checking the scores as as we speak. Just scatting here for a second. Yeah, Richmond are up by 11 points. Um, 15 minutes to go still. Um, so, you know, uh, depending on how that one goes, um, could be just holding our position very closely with and keeping in check with the sides um, right around us. Um, but, you know, if we, you know, dropping one to St Kilda, we suddenly see St Kilda really in um, in the positive territory with win-loss win and we'll find ourselves right back in the mix of the mid, you know, those five, six, seven teams rather than the top four. And that's not where we want to be. Um, we need to be keeping track of the top four. So, yeah, need an 18-point po- win at least. I'd much rather the 40 or 50 that we, we got to uh, against them at home a few months back. But, uh, yeah, let's just get the job done, the four points. Um, that's all I'm really hoping for out of this one with the uncertainty with the squad and all those things that are happening. Um, it's really it's, – um, we'll find out a lot about this team, though, and a few of the players that are on the fringes as well that are getting their chances again, like Laddams again, one of those, and, you know, like Sabona coming in and Woodcock and all those guys. Um, you know, they're ones that are, uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people around the club seem to um, like what they're doing and, and well, I, you know, we certainly do as well. And we want to see them. Um, we, we need to see these kind of guys stepping up in these moments because, um, yeah, this is the kind of, these are the kind of players that um, even if they're not there in grand final day, if we get there, um, they're the type of players that get you there. So um, in these kind of moments in the mid-season when you've got your, you, you guys out injured and, and this particular with the injury runs we're having at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully um, have four points tomorrow. But fuck, I'm nervous. I'm gonna finish this beer and just um, and just uh, and just uh, pray to a few gods, sacrifice a few goats, and and do what do what needs to be done. But uh, yeah, um, we'll see you tomorrow, Paul Vermo. We'll be will be working while the game's on, so I may not be as active on the socials. But um, yeah, we certainly hear from us about a bit about the game either during or after later on, and um, with our reviews and whatever. But let's hope it's all happy, happy days, and we continue the march towards September. So can the pair? Let's get the job done.